this week on the BAMCast. Why don't you stop playing with yourself, Willie? You ain't gonna do shit. One shaft, we're in. All right, welcome to the BAMFcast. Hey! BAMFcast, motherfuckers. Ooh, yeah. Whoa. It's it's episode 361. Uh-huh. Nintendo. You're damn right. Xbox. But, but much, much, much more importantly, it's the, the fifth? No. Sixth? Yes. Sixth yep. annual Black Exploitation <laughs> History Month. Uh-huh. It's the kickoff. Yes. We're here. Yeah, We're we are. It's yes. the best time of the year. It is the best time of the year. Yeah. It's our Christmas. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the BAMFcast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one five jocks and robot jocks. Robot yeah, jocks. robot jocks. Robot jocks. Yay. It's uh, good. But you know what? There are sometimes bad bad movies. Doesn't stay away. They're getting negative sliding scale one of five bags as in douchebags after Twilight. Yeah. A like rating it. system we will probably not be utilizing this month. Hope not. Yeah. Man, I hope not. Um, but yeah, somehow we've been doing this for six years, and we only now find ourselves with one of the the cornerstones of, of mm-hmm. the exploitation film genre. Uh-huh. We're doing Shaft. Yes, we are. It, it's time. Yes. Goddamn right we it's are. It's here. Yeah. The original. <laughs> yes. Um, so let's do a very quick plot summary, and we'll talk more about it. As if the people don't know already. Right. right. Cool black private eye John Shaft is hired by a crime lord to find and retrieve his kidnapped daughter. Accurate. Yes. Yeah. Short, short to the point. Kidnapped daughter. Mm-hmm. Boom. Boom. Yep. Bumpy. Yes, she has crime bump. lord named Bumpy. Bumpy is the crime lord. <laughs> Based Shaft. on a real life crime lord named Bumpy. Yes. Shaft. Bumpy. Vic. Ben. Ben. Yes. Yeah. Um, Richard Browntree, obviously. Is Shaft. Yeah. Mr. Shaft. Yeah. I... <laughs> All right, so Jonathan Jonathan Shaft. Here, here's the thing. I, I want to get this out of the way. First off, I mean, I don't know why we would wait to the end. This movie's going to get a star growth. I mean, it's fucking Shaft. Yes. Yep. I mean, when you think of movies about music describing the fucking plot, Shaft should be first and foremost in your mind. So, no suspense there. However, I want to point out from the very beginning, I think this is the first one we might... Not not just in the black exploitation uh, genre, but like kind of overall, this this is the first movie in a long time that could very easily be argued that this is a real movie. And why are you guys doing it? Absolutely. Oh, sure, absolutely. That uh, was our hesitation in doing sure, it in previous right, years, right? And 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 to that end, I would say yes, possibly. Um, I I think I'm the only excuse I would come up with is I think nowadays people would look at this and be like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Because most people don't have any historical reference to films and and progression of filmmaking, mm-hmm. but I mean this this movie is directed by Gordon Parks, who was like a noted time life photographer in the I believe the fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. The guy knows how to like compose shots. There are still some points in the movie where it's still kind of obvious he was amateur to f- filmmaking. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, you know, mo- mo- motion picture filmmaking where like camera will go out of focus or something like that but well and also limited budget limited budget sure and but i mean like shot composition is fantastic in this because you have a noted you know award-winning photojournalist also shooting it uh co-founder or the founder of essence magazine yes Yes, which is fe- featured several times throughout the movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shockingly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's not a placement that took me directly out of the <laughs> right. movie. So I'm just, just I'm throwing that out there right there in the beginning. Like, yes, we know this is borderline for 
what could be considered a bad movie mm-hmm. because not only is it classic yeah. of the genre, it's actually a pretty damn good movie I, through I, and through. It's I, a, it's I, a tentpole. We kind yeah. of have to cover. Yeah, it. Yeah, I think that, <sighs> and I think and I think that the um the further the the way that the Shaft series spirals down kind of could be an excuse too. It's kind of like saying. All right, the first Nightmare on Elm Street is a film. It's mm-hmm. a real film, mm-hmm. but like by the end, it's like okay, this is a fucking joke. Yeah, you know? I I think that we've kind of argued against like this one was on the list of like no, we're not touching that for a long time. But I still think it falls into our wheelhouse of being a movie about attitude and crime and stuff like that. There are other movies like like Black Caesar and stuff like that that are straight up drama mm-hmm. and serious fucking movies, and it's like. Oh, yeah. No, we should never touch that because it's just not in our wheelhouse. I, well, I, don't, I mean, Hammer was like that. Yeah, but it, but Hammer was still crime drama y mm-hmm. and stuff. I mean, it's just I, I think we have we we make an exception for this month because we are just going for fantastic black exploitation movies. Yeah, so deal with it. Yeah. We're doing yeah. shaft. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, I was like I said, I was just mm-hmm. it's been a while since I think I have had a movie where I felt like I had to you know have a disclaimer to like yeah. yes, okay. I think the probably the last thing that would have been on our list is kind of unbeknownst to us that we'd covered two of his movies that Joseph Kahn is like a real filmmaker, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and that Torque was goofy because he wanted it to be goofy mm-hmm. and to make fun of the Fast and the Furious and all of the other extreme things out there. And Detention has just turned out to be a hell of a movie, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, so we yeah. kind of didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, we were not aware of him as a auteur at the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Anywho. We did Shaft. We did Shaft. Yeah, we're talk <laughs> yeah. about Shaft, uh, Quick Note was also written, with, not also, but was written by the uh, the screenwriter who did Trouble Man the yes. following year. Yes. A unanimous five jocks winner. Absolutely. From last year, mm-hmm. which is an awesome movie you should see. Yes, recently released on Blu-ray, so you should get that. Yes. <laughs> so, all that out of the way. Okay, yes. Yeah. That's a lot of disclaimers and caveats and all that. Yeah, but. yeah. But it's fucking Shaft. It is. It is Shaft, and it is awesome, and all of that. Right. Yeah. Which starts out with the theme song. It does. Yep. It's Shaft Some... walking through shitty Times Square in 1971 New York. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't know much about black exploitation or Shaft in general, you know the you know the song. Yes. Yes. I I will go along with something that that Quentin Tarantino has said in interviews though is that. Uh, they never use the song appropriately in this movie. It's kind of like the early Bond films where they just play the awesome music, but he's not doing anything cool. It it sets a tone. It sets a tone absolutely, but mm-hmm. that bit of score is never used to punctuate any actual scene, and it should yeah. be. No, and, it just bookends the movie. Yeah, yeah, but like Tarantino's always said, like man, if I had the rights to that song, I would make a kick-ass scene with that music. And you're like, yeah, he would. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so. I mean, it does set the tone, but it's like it it does it doesn't seem to be used to its fullest potential that we now know it has. Sure. At the time, it's just here's music. I I mean, I agree (laughs) that. But I mean, I think that the tone setting is is so important because, I mean, he just he comes not exploding in like the terms of like we normally say. But I mean, he just like we're like, where's Shaft? Because, you know, (laughs) because like it's kind of like the music starts and you're like, okay, we know Shaft is coming. And he just kind of like very quickly comes out of a of a. Subway tunnel. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, to say explode, it's not like Denzel on a horse. I mean, he just like, no, you know, it's but like, he does enter. It's just like, enter like, oh, there he is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and all of a sudden it's just like, from that moment on, it's like he is walking, fuck most everything else, like he, right through the middle of traffic, everything. It's just mm-hmm. like Shaft is walking down the street and yeah. it's, 
I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a pretty effective way to just yeah. be like, this is a motherfucker that just doesn't care. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And, and, and somebody that you do not mess with. Yeah. And Although New York is messing with him because, like, this was not a, a production where they could manage to control traffic or anything. Yeah. And, man, traffic is just trying to murder him. Mm-hmm. Like, cabs and buses are just constantly getting in his way. Um. But, you know, that's that's New York in the 70s, man. They yeah. did not give a guy fuck. Guy tries to sell him like a watch or something, <laughs> and he flashes his little detective badge at yeah. the guy, and he's like, oh, oh never mind, Shaq. To the point that like, I uh, asked, I was like, wait, isn't he a private detective? Because I, I didn't know. I guess they got badges back then. I guess if you were licensed to carry a gun, you got some sort of a you badge. You had a badge, mm-hmm. yeah. But well, yeah, yeah like private investigators, you can get a, a private investigator shield. It doesn't really yeah. do anything but let people know you're a private. Sure. I, yeah, I just, it's a cool it, thing it, to whip out it, and go, it, see? Yeah, it threw me off in the beginning. I was just like, oh. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he's walking through New York, establishing Shaft, New York, awesome music, mm-hmm. um, and he goes and goes to get his shoe shined mm-hmm. at his favorite shoe shine place. Yep. Uh, to which the guy starts giving him information. Yeah, like some people were looking for you. Yeah. Well, he gets he gets talked to by the. Doesn't he get talked to by the paracops first? No, 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 no once they, they leave, really they wait yeah. for him outside because they, they, they knew they, he no. hung out at the shoe shine place. Yep. Yeah, because he got information in the shoe shine place. That a couple of, as they keep saying, uptown guys were looking for him, which mm-hmm. means black in this you know world. Yeah. They're like you know Harlem and everything else, basically, in, in this New York. I thought mm-hmm. somebody talked to him first, but it doesn't really yeah. matter. No. But. but like so, you know, so he knows that you know a, a couple of black guys are looking for him now. The 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 you know the white police officer are, are, are outside, and they basically are more or less asking him about the same people. Or like, did you meet with them? And he he just basically tells them a story. Like, yeah, I met with them. It's like they're old friends. Blah blah blah. No, no big deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not not going to give you any information. Right, but it, it it sets up this rapport that Vic, the one of the two cops, mm-hmm. and him kind of have this like understanding. You know, like they're they're friends, share information, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they just have this kind of like interesting dynamic of. I would banter. really love to see a prequel about how those two became friends. Yeah, him like and Vic. what adventures <laughs> they had. Yeah. They must have seen some shit. Yeah, because Vic doesn't like in the, at this early stage of the movie. We don't realize exactly how cool Vic is until like later in the movie. Because like mm-hmm. he's, right. he's being basic cop guy. Like I need information. You have it. Mm-hmm. Come on, give it up. Yeah, but he's also got like a stick in the mud partner. Yeah, he's like you need to bring this shaft guy in. Yeah, you know, and he's like he's like go get us off. go get us a couple cigars and come back. And yeah. Then, Chef's like, I don't need no cigar. Just tell me what's going on. And this is like one of the first times Chef gets one of like this amazing line because the guy yeah. comes back and Chef's already like taken off. Like, I'll, you know, I'll talk to you later, Vic. And the guy's coming back. He's like, hey, where are you going? I got cigars. And he's like, I'm going to get late. <laughs> what you about to do? <laughs> yeah. And the guy gives the best reaction. to him. He's like, well, well not, not that. Not, yeah. I'm going to go to work. <laughs> Works way lamer than getting laid. You're right. You're but, better. Which he does. Yeah. I mean, does yeah. yeah. He yeah. He basically immediately goes to see his woman, and there's a artsy fartsy sex scene. Well, I love that he's just chilling on her oh, on right. her fur yeah. sofa, naked, is, reading that, Essence magazine. Yeah, when he does that happens after. Yeah, is it? No. Yeah, it's after yeah, he, he meets encounters up. the two guys. Oh, I thought he went straight there. No, okay. he, oh, no. this is all he still the same. A few walking sorry, sorry. Yeah. sorry. Yes. Okay. He's, he's still walking around town and spots one of the dudes based on his description. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, well, he's like camped out in the lobby of his building yeah. where his office is. Yeah. Which ha- it, like his lobby has like a, a little shop or something. Right. In it, you know. Yeah. So he he sneaks around the other the back door and goes up to his office where the other guy. Or no, he goes into the the lobby where the guy yeah, he one guy's back around and kind of punches him in the kidney and is like, "Oh, my friend's sick. <laughs> He's coming. I'll take him up to my office. Mm-hmm. It'll be okay." Um, and takes him up to his office where the other guy is waiting. Mm-hmm. 
and he just kind of flings him into the other guy. <laughs> right. Has the gun on them both, but the one guy who was on the ground like is able to just knock the gun away immediately. Yeah, it it <sighs> It's not a well filmed fight scene. No, but like the first like the first like cool bit of something Shaft is doing, he immediately gets his gun knocked away, which is like, you idiot. How did you not mm-hmm. see that was coming? But uh eventually uh the one guy who was down in the lobby makes a, a run for Shaft and uh Well, he's strangling him it, and, and Shaft like yeah. tosses him off. Yes. And then the guy makes a run at Shaft to which he defenestrates himself. <laughs> yeah. Chef kind of dodges the guy and the guy dives through the window head first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like he was like, oh, you're going out the windows. No. More of like, He's just like, I got to get out of the way. Yeah. Oh, well, you really committed to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, which I mean, uh, in hindsight, because there's much, much, much later in the movie, there's a point where he is kind of watching people who are watching his office mm-hmm. and we find out his office is just on the second floor. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that dude died. Yeah. Like, I mean, no, his apartment's on the second floor. That's, oh, is that what it was? Oh, they said that dude's yeah, apartment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That threw me off. His office they were is on that, the fourth floor. Okay, they were watching that window, and I was yeah. like, really? I mean, it, also, it might hurt, but yeah. dead? Uh, I mean, if you go head first, He perhaps, went head first. Head first into I mean, traffic. On a yeah. concrete. But I mean, he started head first, and then you, you know. No, that dude was sidewalk pizza. Okay. Yeah. Still, he probably oh, yeah. pissed anyway, off I, the, uh, the all right, walkers sorry. by. His office was higher up. But this does make me wonder, like, if you're a private eye... Why would you ever decorate your office? Yeah, it's going to get <laughs> fucked up. It's going to get trashed at some point. I mean, yeah. it, his office wasn't that decorated. It, there were still, there were things in it. Yeah. He yeah. had a shitty hat rack, a shitty chair, and... and books. You should be like Dalton and just have a beater office of just like, this yeah. place is going to get fucked. <laughs> but I mean, you should have a fake office that's, <laughs> yeah. that's where <laughs> that's you beat people like up. Your real office <laughs> yeah. is, is the nice decorated His home is well-appointed. His office is yes, very Spartan. Yes, so it's, that's you know. fine. Um, but yeah, so he's, you know, the, the one guy who didn't chuck himself out of windows <laughs> is, you know, Shaft's got a gun on him and it's yeah. just like, hey, tell me everything. Um, ah, Bumpy sent us. You got to go see Bumpy. Mm-hmm. And, That's about all he gets before the cops get there. Yeah. And he's taken downtown. <laughs> yeah. And man, he is just like he's in Vic's office and um, I'm guessing it's like the DA or, or somebody that works in the DA's office or I don't. Was that supposed to be the chief? I think that was the chief. Maybe I, the older I, guy. I, I don't know. I it, it was never really made clear, but no. I mean, he's pressing him, and Vic's just like, "All right, let me talk to him for a few minutes." And, well, I mean, Shaft. Like, I mean, yeah, he's just so glib about this entire scene. He's just like, mm-hmm. "What through, are you gonna do?" Through like, the whole movie, he is just floating above everything. He is just like so cool about every scenario he's in, and this whole. I mean, he's just kicked back, just like yell at me, whatever. Just yeah. nothing's gonna happen. And and he makes a couple glib remarks to the chief guy, to which Vic is trying not to laugh, mm-hmm. but can't stifle he it can't enough. Hold it in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that guy eventually is just like, ah, I'm, I'm gotta go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he leaves, and Vic is like, man, you got that guy. He's he's out for you. He's he's not. Yeah. We're not, we're not buddies. And, you know, like. And finally, his his compromise. <laughs> he was like, look, I don't need to know. Who, when, what, when, how, or you know, he's like, I just need to know what, like, yeah. I need to know, like, what the game is. You yeah. don't have to tell me particulars. You don't, I don't need names, places, what's happening. Yeah. Just, just who are these guys? Give me a hint and yeah. I'll let you go. Yeah. And he's like, I'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> yeah. I mean, once again, he's just like, we're kind of friends, but still, nah, mm-hmm. like there's, there's still a trust, you know? Well, he is a private dick. He's not a public dick. He, he is. <laughs> yes. That's, that's true. <laughs> But I mean, he's still got some kind of like, you know, there, there's still like this invisible line there where he's like, I, I still have more loyalty up in Harlem than I do down here. Mm-hmm. I like you, Vic, 
however, I'm not betraying even the bad guys to you kind of thing, mm-hmm. which, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. But anyway, he's like, fine, I'll, I'll give you 48 hours on the street. Otherwise, you're back in here and we're at least getting you on manslaughter. Yeah, that's the very least we can get you on in this situation. <laughs> yeah. It's like, cool. All yeah. right. I'll see you around. <laughs> he gives him something like 48 hours. It's like, okay, well, you, I can hold the guy off for 48 hours and then you got to give us something. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, and Shaft, he's very much, he's more of a sarcastic above it. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, all right. You, like, he's like, you know, I'm going to tell you something eventually, but not right now. Yeah. Whereas, like, you think about, like, Trouble Man, where, like, he floated so far above everything because he was always, like, completely cool and never flustered by anything at all. Mm-hmm. Whereas Shaft feels a lot more human. Yeah. Than he did. And it's funny because I, you can tell like he and Vic are probably have been closer in the past than they're acting right now. Because mm-hmm. Vic is like, what's all this black shit? Like, what is all this black pride shit you're doing? It's me. It's Vic. And like holds up a pen to his face. And is like, you're not that black. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Twitch <laughs> holds up a, a coffee cup. It's like, well, you're not that white. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, these names are stupid. <laughs> right. We are just people in 1971. Well, just... We've come to a conclusion in 1971 that people still can't get through their heads today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just it's to me, Vic is so refreshing in this movie, especially in a black exploitation movie, because like you expect the white cop to be kind of a piece of shit mm-hmm. for 90 percent of the movie. Mm-hmm. And Vic is absolutely not that at all. Nope. Never turns, never even remotely is like, I got to take you in like nothing. Never. Well, it's also weird because like, you know, the cops in this movie are very much almost on Shaft's side the entire time. Oh, yeah. yeah they absolutely. seem to have a great respect for Shaft. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I need to know the backstory here. Yeah. Like what they went through. Like, were they in the shit together? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, well, what? well, based on I mean, like, all right, this, this is a backstory I'm I'm putting out there. Okay, okay. Is it seems like just in the time that we get to see Shaft and and the the Midtown Police mm-hmm. is Shaft kind of takes care of a lot of shit, and they try to kind of just come in and mop up. That's true. And it's like thanks, Shaft. That would have been a lot of paperwork <laughs> for us. Yeah. yeah. However, we'll just kind of look the other way if you do mm-hmm. it. That's true. Kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. You know, because he's he takes out a lot of bad dudes. He polices. I, I, his all own. around, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's you know, he just thought, this, he, he, he's he's a loose cannon, but damn it, he gets results. Yeah, it's this movie, which is it's strange because it's the prototype for so many movies that come after it, is not what you think it is in terms of it's not about racist whitey, Mm-mm. you know, developing you know the the urban <laughs> areas or anything. You know, there's nothing, there's none of that. It's very much just it's it's a noir yeah. story. I mean, you it's know, a it's detective, detective movie with a black main character in it. Yeah. yeah. That's yep. what it is. Which is what the book is. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's interesting mm-hmm. um, that it's absolutely not what you think it's going to be at all compared to everything that came after it. Yeah. Um, yeah. For for this apparently being like some sort of prototype of like, oh, shit, these can become popular and make right. a lot of money. They went they, in a they 180 sure degree well, yeah, I mean, direction. Think about the following year is Slaughter, where he's jumping <laughs> oh, out of a moving car, <laughs> cocking a shotgun at yes, dudes. And fucking ripped horn. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All which, of that. Which is awesome in its own way, but so completely yeah. mm-hmm. 180 degrees from what this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's I guess I would say like race is always an issue it's just not the central issue to the plot of the movie no no not at all because i mean you know your your warring fact i mean we're jumping ahead in the plot but your two warring factions are basically because um 
Bumpy has taken over Harlem, whereas the you know traditional Italian mafia had control of it. Mm-hmm. They're basically pissed and kidnapped the daughter. I'm we're skipping about 20, 30 minutes ahead in the mm-hmm. plot, but that's ultimately what happens. So you know you've got that beef, but it's really it's more business. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, then I mean they say some choice things to each other. Yeah, but. It's more like, yeah, you you took over our business and we're not real cool with that. So, it, I mean, like the the beef is all business related right. in this movie. But like Vic later on is like, look, we we know what the beef is here. Mm-hmm. But the front page of the paper is going to be a group of white guys and a group of black guys. And the yeah. federal government will send yeah. in tanks. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's, it's still like, it's all, 1971. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, Things didn't change that long ago. Right. It's just weird that... And they still haven't changed. Our little bubble that we're in for this movie, the, the white people are not assholes to shaft. They're not in his Generally, way. Generally, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just... It's it's odd in that direction. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to totally derail this, but... No. Yeah. It's just... It's fascinating. So. But yeah, getting getting back to the plot, mm-hmm. he, he gets out of the police office, and then he's he basically has to go back to his office where Bumpy and his henchmen... Oh God, that guy! Like, like he he basically calls Bumpy and is like, "Dude, what's going on?" And yeah. Bumpy's like, "Just we'll talk about." He's it. like, "I need to talk." And he's like, like, "I have an office." Yeah, he's like, "Come to my office. <laughs> mm-hmm. Be there at noon. I'll be there. We'll do this." Also, I want to start doing what Bumpy does every time he answers the phone, which is just immediately wrong number, <laughs> wrong number. Yeah, <laughs> like that's how I want to answer the phone from it's... now on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wrong number. Yeah, shut up. It's me. That's yeah, basically it's... what everyone has to do. Like <laughs> yeah. now, it's just new phone. Who dis? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. Yeah, but, how but far yeah, we've so, come. Yeah. <laughs> we really we've we've advanced so mm-hmm. so much. But he so he's like, all right, I'll meet you there. And so Bumpy and his guy get to the, get to Shaft's office, and the door is all you know boarded up because glass has been shattered through it. And he's like, he's not here. And and the henchman is just incensed. Willie, Willie cannot. Willy. He cannot handle that. Shaft is like he's like he said he'd be here, and he's like. Where the fuck is he? He needs That's, to know. Yeah, that he's he like, needs to be here. He's like, that is disrespectful. And it's like, this man is not married. He has <laughs> no. never had to <laughs> wait for his wife to get ready to go anywhere ever. But I mean, they break into the office. Yeah, he's like, get break us in. Yeah, and you know, Bumpy sits down at Shaft's desk, and Willie is just Willie, he's still like, he just keeps going. He's, he's like, <laughs> That's the window they threw it. Threw him out a goddamn window. <laughs> I love it. Bumpy, he he's, needs to respect you. Yeah. He's so pissed. He's like, he threw my man out that goddamn window. If he take if you take his shit now, he's just gonna give you more shit later. Yeah. And that's when Chef basically comes out the door. And he's just like, How dare you be late? And like they've been there 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, he yeah. stopped for some cashews, some roasted cashews, or, yeah. or, or chestnuts. Chestnuts, chestnuts, chestnuts. Yeah, <laughs> and like just the crankiest chestnut dealer you've ever seen. <laughs> okay, because he's like, nice day. He's like, ah, <laughs> good chestnuts though. Two good chestnuts. <laughs> Man, I gotta yeah, say, those pretzels bits. look good though. They did oh, sure a big enough. fucking basket of Man, sourdough I could pretzels. Totally go for a street vendor pretzel. Yeah, and all those hot dogs. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, hot dog not so much. What a street vendor hot dog? Are you kidding? Yeah, New York this is the it's best. Best. It's been boiling for days. Yes. Yeah. All the juices. That's how you get all the juices. <laughs> That's how you get you get the juices out, and then you get the juices back in. Yeah. You got to steep for a while, right? Yeah. But yeah, so so he gets there, and they have their you know little back and forth, and it's it's a lot of posturing because it's you know first Bumpy is sitting in his desk, which is like you're in my chair. Yeah. And then the fuck the, out of my chair, Bumpy. Well, Chef takes his jacket off and just throws it on the floor. Is like you're in my chair, 
and Bumpy's just all right. <laughs> and mm-hmm. this takes a while and then he has Willie wait outside and then they finally get to discuss what the movie's about to which Bumpy is just he's going for his Oscar here mm-hmm. like oh yeah it is Oscar time for Bumpy <laughs> <laughs> and you know he just this goes back and forth for a while until he finally gets to the point which is they've got my daughter mm-hmm. and Chef's uh, like and who I don't has know your who. daughter and he's like well I don't know who but yeah. I have some well like Plenty of people hate me. Yeah. Here, here's some ideas that I have. Yeah, maybe. And he drops one name, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which Ben. They've got my baby. <laughs> That's man, my man, baby. He's going for it. He this is game. going he for the Oscar. He even cries by the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's camera. trying to convince Shaft. He's like, <laughs> Shaft. Like, I, I got all the money I need. Mm-hmm. I only got one daughter. Yeah. yeah. You and need he, to and find her. Well, and and, and yeah. Shaft is like very... Well, he's very much like, you're a scummy crime lord yeah. and your daughter's probably scummy. He's like, no, 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 no. She's going to college and stuff. She's Yeah, that's like, his main oh, point. No, it's, she's it's going not, to college. College, <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, like... He sells the shit yeah, out of sure, her. Yeah, sure, at the time. Yeah, in 1971. Yes. That, yeah. It's and, a very big deal. And, you know, he gives him the whole spiel like, yeah, well, I, you know, get $50 an hour and plus expenses and I, you and don't you tell don't me how to... You don't get to ask what those expenses are. It's like, whatever you need. Like, all right. Yeah. So he's on the case and um, basically goes to sort of another. Or no, is this when he goes to get the love in first? Well, he goes to canvas every. Like, yeah, it's a montage of every, oh, okay. everybody. Where's Ben? And it was like, oh, I've been used all to these here. dead ends. Yeah. But yeah, that's when he need, he gets back to his girlfriend's place. And he's like, man, I need to get comfortable. Well, it co- I need to get like naked comfortable. He is out <laughs> like canvassing. And then it just cuts to naked shaft on a couch. Yeah. With nothing but Essence magazine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is the Essence and a smile. Of yeah. <laughs> and his girlfriend walks in with groceries and he's just like, I need you to come over here. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I, I'm feeling like a robot mm-hmm. and I need to feel something else. Yep. I've been feeling like a machine all yeah, day. That's machine, yeah. yeah. And then just bam, sex. <laughs> yeah, but like it's tasteful. Like, tasteful, yeah. like artsy. Tasteful very, jazz 70s. Yeah, it's very. <laughs> Maybe not so much. Tasteful, fuck. artsy fucking. Yes, it is. <laughs> it absolutely is. It's very yeah. gentle, tender artsy mm-hmm. sure fucking yes and then he goes he's he's not a robot anymore he can go back out and- yeah, yeah i love it he's just right back up in his jacket yep <laughs> he's back at work mm-hmm. talking to vic mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah yeah and that's is that the part well no that's when he goes to meet up with ben he he eventually figures out where ben is yeah um ben's and- just holed up in a in a i don't even know what they're doing they're just hanging out in a room yeah. Um, but yeah, he goes he goes to see Ben and, and Ben's got a bunch of henchmen with him. Yeah. I don't even know what these guys do. Like I don't know if they're local like they crime s- lord. It seemed like they were like Black Panthers, but they didn't want to say that for some reason. Yeah. That was that was the implication I got because he was he wanted nothing to do with either, you know, with either side of mobsters. Yeah. Like they, he had no respect for Bumpy whatsoever. Right. I think it was a territory thing. Like he had a bit of territory that Bumpy yeah. didn't have or something but yeah anyway, but yeah. it's also implied that he and shaft have quite a backstory going on yeah they work the they streets used to together be, mm-hmm. they used to be pals yes but not they no mentioned more. they mentioned the panthers earlier they did and another group which so, i've forgotten the name yeah. of but i guess they didn't make it throughout mm. time who knows <laughs> but uh yeah he just basically comes in and is just like look man things are happening we have to either stay here or go away one of the two things and then it's just outside there's machine gun fire happening yeah. yeah, and a guy just kind and of a guy just stumbles in dead. <laughs> just message for you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, well, okay, you guys go to the roof, and we'll go this mm-hmm. way." Uh, 
and the the three other guys who are not Ben <laughs> go out to the stairwell and are just instantly machine machine gunned to death. Oh yeah, um, it was four dudes because one guy stumbled in dead because later it was discussed that there were five people killed. Right, right, yeah. So yeah, yeah they're so like the guy who stumbled in was dead. Yeah, the four go running up. They're like to the roof. Yeah, which is basically. Almost never a good plan unless no, you're, it's never like, go to the roof. unless it's like, <laughs> hey guys, there's a comet to the roof. You know, like, <laughs> you know, if you're running, like, not to the roof. No. Um, but <laughs> Shaft just like grabs Ben and is like, no, no, we're going yeah. this way. And throughout all of this chaos, it, it's kind of established that Shaft has a a seedier backstory because he used to apparently run mm-hmm. with whatever trouble they they were getting mm-hmm. into because you know he's like ben and him have some history i don't know if he was part of that group but they know each other from previous they, they said maybe criminal activity yeah they said something about like we used to run together and do some right dangerous shit so yeah what that was i mean but ben's like i don't know you anymore he could have been in whatever <laughs> movement they were so, in as well too i, I do know. have a question here though mm-hmm. like I, maybe i wasn't following along closely enough but who killed them bumpy what it was bumpy. bumpy's guys yeah. bumpy, so bumpy just needed bumpy okay. wanted them tracked down so that they could be wiped out for some other different reason yeah so he was literally just using despite him saying you know shaft is the only guy that can find his daughter yeah he's like i might as well use him for this too right okay this yeah, was he's working all the angles this was a con he fully yeah. admits to it later but is also but like, it also I seemed didn't like lie to you counter purpose because he does genuinely want his daughter back yes yes but this was pressing <laughs> he just figures <laughs> so he- it's just important to <laughs> well he didn't maybe ben did take the kid mm-hmm. he didn't know for sure okay so it was kind of like yeah a, i think it's a big lebowski a situation like I, I want my wife back but also maybe do some thing? other things too here yeah yeah, okay. yeah. so th- oh, man they break into this old lady's apartment because they're like no we're not going to the roof because everyone's getting murdered up there um and man this old lady's just knitting or something and she's mm-hmm. not having it uh but Shaft is real nice to you. He's just like, ma'am, just please stay out of the way. <laughs> I love that he, after, this is after he's kicked her door in to mm-hmm. get into the apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's like, ma'am, sorry. Yeah. And we're, we're cool here, right? Yeah. And they hide until like the noise dies down and then they come out and Ben grabs a pair of scissors is going to. Yeah. He's like, he's you like, set us up. Yeah. And Shaft is like, whoa, man. And the lady's like, don't you bring that evil here. <laughs> well, she, she's very like she's very chill for Shaft wielding a gun. Yes. And and Ben about to stab him with her scissors. Yes. She's just like, son, let's not do this. That lady's like 60 years old, black. And in 1971, she, she's seen some shit. Yeah. yeah. That's There's a, probably not that's much that's going to rattle her. Very good point. And yeah. she's like, yeah, let's all calm down. Yeah. But Shaft is like, man. I didn't do this. Yeah, he's like, man, but he's also like, and don't you fucking ever do that again. (laughs) Right. He walks by, he brushes by and just slaps those scissors out of his hand. Yeah. (laughs) To which Ben is left standing. They're like, oh, I had the upper hand for half a second. What happened? (laughs) I forgot. It was Shaft. Shit. (laughs) Yeah. No, but they end up going back to Shaft's girlfriend's place. He's going to hide there. Well, he's more going to hide Ben there. He's like, You're right. going to stay here. And Ben's like, the hell I am. He's like, you're, you're staying, staying here. here. He's like, and watch your mouth. He's like, the hell I will. <laughs> His girlfriend's like, you will watch, watch your mouth. Your mouth. He's like, okay, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ben basically like, yeah, this is, this is the moment where they basically convert Ben because they're like, all right, look, we're, we're not your enemy here. Mm-hmm. Bumpy set, set you up somehow, but we're going to go see him tomorrow. Yeah. Which they do. Yeah. But like, there's more talking with Vic first sure. and then. Mm-hmm. 
Shaft calls her in the middle of the night just to make sure everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I stayed up. I love you. And Shaft's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Later, baby. Right. Um, yeah. And that is where Vic gives the speech where he's basically like, hey, you know, National Guard's going to be here. Yes. If you don't cool this thing down. Right. Because we all know what's going on. You and me, we know. Mm-hmm. Rest of the world doesn't. Right. Um, so then he goes and collects Ben and they go see Bumpy. Yeah. And it's just basically like, you set me up and you try to get him killed and you kill all of his dudes. And he's like, yeah, I kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about my daughter's true. Also, maybe you could keep working on that <laughs> also. And chef's like, you can't afford it. And he's like, you want to <laughs> bet? And chef's like, yeah, all right. And Ben's basically like, I'll bring in dudes to help you. But you got to pay us 10000 a head because mm-hmm. that's what dudes in the army get. And yeah. these brothers are all in jail. So we got to get them out. Help the cause. Mm-hmm. Um, Damn, Bumpy's like, sure. Yeah, whatever yeah, you want. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, they should have probably started higher because he was because yeah. he was very much like whatever. He was immediately yeah. like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they're, well, they're very much doing the negotiation where they weren't expecting. <laughs> right. Like, it, yes, they were like, oh, yeah. And Shaft is me like, I'll take 20. Yeah. yeah, I'm obviously like, better than that. Yeah, and them ten, me twenty. Right, yeah. and then he's like half now, and then Ben's like, no, all now, and yeah, they basically just pulled the plot of that War Dogs, where you're like, yeah, you came in like way under everybody else. <laughs> yeah. We would have been, we would have paid so much more. Yeah. But yes, yeah. So now so they're he, like, he's got his army for hires, so to speak. Mm. Yeah, kind of. I mean, basically, he recruits them as mercenaries, and yeah. Shaft is also kind of a mercenary now, basically. It, you yeah. know, right. But, like, it's not, like, we haven't even, they don't even advance to any of that yet, because, like, Shaft is going back to his apartment and kind of gets Shaft's sense that there are going to be dudes waiting for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Well, he knew because Vic showed him the pictures of the dudes. Right. He knew what the dudes he, looked he, like. Like, the Italian guys that were going to be in town. Yeah. So, he's going to go home, but doesn't. Sends a street hippie over to turn his lights on. <laughs> it's like, turn my lights on in, in 10 minutes. Um, yeah, he's like a hippie street wizard. He's <laughs> <laughs> just wearing an Afghan. Yeah, he's wearing like a tunic. <laughs> he's he's like, listen, man, listen, Billy, I want you to go over to my yeah. apartment and turn on. He's like, I already turned yeah. on, man. He's like, listen to me, yeah. you fucking drug addict idiot. Turn on my lights. Yeah. <laughs> take your red. Oh, right on, Shaft. All right, <laughs> take yeah. your red cloak of barbiturates. <laughs> And go turn Plus on the two. lights in my house. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, Shaft. Cool. Plus two to lose. <laughs> so he goes and waits in the no-name bar. Oh, man. The no-name bar. Which is actually the no-name bar. Yes. Yep. Um, man, it's just a little hole-in-the-wall shit bar. He walks in and is just surveying the, the group. And mm-hmm. immediately there's this lady who's just like, oh, my God. That man is oh, magnificent. Shaft. Yeah. Um, it's Shaft. She's yeah. heard his theme song. Yes. <laughs> but the she camera, knows what's up. The camera just keeps going, you know, just going across everyone in the bar and settles on, you know, these two obviously mob dudes sitting at the end of the bar mm-hmm. and Shaft goes over to the bartender. <laughs> Tell me if you've heard this one. <laughs> um, well, Shaft just goes over to the bartender who he obviously knows and is just like, Hey, mind if I take over the, you know, working behind the bar for a second. And the bartender's like, sure. I was getting to that. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was getting to that because, okay, look, the bartender of this movie is super gay. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, yeah. But another cool thing about this movie is that it's not an issue. No. Nope. 
not an issue at all. No one in the bar has a problem with it. And Shaft doesn't have a problem with it. Nope. Shaft, like this squad of the weirdest assortment of dudes, whatever their mission was five years ago that bonded them all together has to be the coolest shit ever mm-hmm. because it's the most diverse group of people. <laughs> yeah. Well, Shaft just gets around. Yeah, I guess. And as long as you're a cool cat, Shaft is cool with you. I, I so, guess, but... I think he was keeping it real because, I mean, even in a 1971 movie, he basically comes back and says, like, well, I'm, I'm gay. Because he was talking about a, one of the ladies in the bar mm-hmm. saying something about how, you know, how good looking he was. Oh, the, the lady with the groovy boobs. Right. Like Shaft. Mm-hmm. And the other one wants to turn me straight. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe that? So I, I just, I'm saying, I think, I think Chef respects the fact that he's, he's being himself. I, yeah. Know? But true, man, true. it's awesome. It's, it's awesome as hell that this early movie is having no problems with any of this. Right. Mm-hmm. But his, his, his first, like, I think our first introduction spoken lines by him <laughs> is, is just, he just kind of has a, a brief green, like, hey, good to see you, yeah. John, or whatever. And he hands him $20. Johnny. He's like, Johnny, yeah. Do you yeah. mind if I take over the bar? <laughs> And, and his response is, for $20, I wouldn't say no to anything. Yeah, I'll do anything yeah. for $20. <laughs> and as Shaft passes by him to go work behind the bar, he kind of just grabs Shaft's ass. And Shaft's yeah, just like... Just give him a little squeeze. Yeah, cool, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, it wasn't quite a, like a good game. It was... A, oh, yeah, yeah, it was like, a yeah. firm buttocks today, Shaft. Yeah. <laughs> it was a tasteful, artsy buttock crash. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's how they shake hands in yeah. the no-name bar. <laughs> um. But Shaft then just goes over and starts fucking with the mob dudes, just kind of mm-hmm. getting them liquored up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he just goes over. He's like, hey, what are you drinking? <laughs> Couple on the house. Yeah, well, the guy's and one like, for me, too. Yeah, the yeah. guy's like scotch and water. Mm-hmm. And he just fills the glass with scotch. And the dude's like, there's no water in this. He's like, yeah, that's yeah, right. No water in mine either. Nah. <laughs> and then he's <laughs> he, because the guys keep turn around looking at Shaft's apartment waiting and they see the lights come on and then they start getting edgy and and Shaft's like hey what are you looking at and there's one guy who's kind of friendly and the other guy who's just super like fuck off well yeah he's older he's old school he's yeah. all business yeah well once he presses him about the apartment that's when he's just like hey why don't you go do something else yeah. mm-hmm. he's like all right man he's like oh yeah. uh, watch this yeah. I'll make a phone call yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he calls and I love that he just he makes it sound like a booty call but it's just Vic yes. on the other end and the one dude is so into it he's like oh my god you're the Mac <laughs> yeah. dad you have the, <laughs> get it Shaft. you have the skill of a god <laughs> he's fucking shaft this yeah. guy heard his theme song yeah he basically calls vic at home vic is asleep in a chair next to his two phones which his wife has to answer <laughs> oh vicky two phones <laughs> and so shaft is just playing the role of hitting on a lady and vic is like who is it what's happening who are you and it's mm-hmm. like oh are they there how many of them and <laughs> shaft's like oh come in around two or so you can come by if you want to come by now that'd be cool mm-hmm. um he's like oh i'll send squad car there in a second so <laughs> and he does yeah he totally does like that squad car is there in like 45 seconds yes and shaft just pulls a gun on him and is like my name is john shaft and they're like oh man he got us Oh, we heard about you, Shaft. <laughs> um, and as the the deputies come in to arrest them, one the one guy, the guy, the friendlier of the two, yeah. just decides he's not taking this shit. Oh, he spits scotch all over his face. <laughs> yeah, all over Shaft's face. And Shaft will not tolerate that. <laughs> not no. at all. He takes the half filled bottle of yeah. scotch that they were just drinking and cracks it over this dude's head, oh, and man. it's just like it is immediately blood, blood everywhere. Yeah, it is. It is like Sam Peckinpah blood just yeah. <laughs> everywhere. And, yeah. and, the, 
<laughs> the cop is just like, ah, oh, Christ, could you hand me a towel? <laughs> just like, yeah. no problem with any other aspect of this. Just like, ah, oh, jeez, he's gonna yeah. bleed all yeah, over me. That's gonna get all in me squad car. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. I, I, I don't think it. he was Scottish, but yeah, in my but mind, he's just. It's so the line reading of it is so nonchalant. Yeah. It's like, oh man, can you yeah, just give me a towel? Me a towel. You know, <laughs> it's like, no, you just like Christ, chef. You just cracked a bottle over a dude's head. We were arresting. Yeah. He's hey. like, nah, hey, man, give me a towel. That's what I'm saying. Everyone is so cool with Shaft. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, well, that's Shaft, all right. Yeah, give me a towel and a stapler. <laughs> we'll close that right up. Some duct tape. Yeah. So um, they're, they're taken in, and he goes to, to Vic's office. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, give me a few seconds. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hmm. Okay. No, uh-huh. because he's like, now I'm going to go bone the white lady. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. takes the white lady back to his place. Bones her in the shower. Well, yeah. He's like, I'm going to take a shower. Yeah. She joins him. Yeah. She says she couldn't wait. Yeah. And then he goes to see Vic. Yeah. And, and there, yeah, there's some artsy, tasteful shower fucking. It's, <laughs> it's less artsy, but yeah. yeah. It's still fucking. <laughs> it is also, it's also still tasteful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is. It's, it's, behind, got, it's got that shimmery glass. Yeah, mm-hmm. Frosted glass yeah. shower <laughs> door. The, the pebbly door mm-hmm. thing. Um, but yeah, he bones her. And he's like, hey, I got to. I'll be right back. Yeah. He goes to see Vic, and the two dudes are in his office, and mm-hmm. he's just like, why don't you guys stand outside? I need to ask these guys some questions. You don't need to concern yourself mm-hmm. with what's going on here. Um, and the mob guys were like, this place is wired. We ain't answering your questions. And Shaft is like, yeah, you are. And they're like, all right. <laughs> Here's the things you need to know. It would be basically it's like, I need to see proof of life, more yeah. or less. And it has to be me. No one else. I just need to. Yeah, I need to see her, know that she's fine, and I'll report back to... Yeah, he's like, give me a number, I'll call you at 1230, and at 1245, we will meet at a place, and you will take me to you proof of life. You will be there? Yeah. yeah. Do not make me wait. Right. <laughs> see, Shaft doesn't like it either. <laughs> Bumpy doesn't care for it, but Shaft is really like, do not make me wait. Um, He goes back home, and, you know, like, the sun's coming up, and his white lady friend is starting to awaken. She's like, ooh, come here for more, and he's like... I no, I I got things. I I got to do some business. You mm-hmm. you need to get out. <laughs> and she starts to get out, and you think that's going to be the end of that. But well, she she tells him she's like, "You are a really good lay, but you're pretty shitty in the morning. You're you're shit at the after part." Yeah. To which he's just on the phone. He's like, "Look, maybe we can do this again sometime." But I'm really I got stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's like, "We'll be in the same place, same same time, some yeah, other time." Yeah, some other time. So like, she goes to leave, and he's like, "Hey, why don't you shut the door?" <laughs> And she says something to him. She, like, she says, close it yourself, shitty, or yeah, something like that. That's, that's literally what she says. She says, close it yourself, shitty. Yeah. Kind of laughing and yeah. then leaves. And he kind of laughs, too. He's like, yeah, yeah. well, I probably deserve yeah. that. And, and meanwhile, Ben's on the other line going, hello? Yeah. <laughs> hello? What? Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, and it's just basically, get a bunch of dudes. We need to go do a thing. Um, well, two dudes. Like, he asked for two other two, dudes. Yeah, two hard two, dudes. Two hard dudes. Two bad hombres. Sure, yes. Yeah. But, I mean, like, it just seemed like for what they were doing, it's like, Considering he wasn't paying for it, why not bring more guys? Yeah, I didn't understand why they didn't just amass an army right away. Yeah. But they were just like, okay, two dudes. Both. I guess he was trying to go for a surgical strike, but yeah, you can see that didn't it's really work out. Work. But um, Vic, Vic is also in the hallway and basically walks past this lady to come in to the apartment and is just. Well, like, we don't know that except he knocks on the, the door. The timing right of it is. Yeah, he knocks on the door right after the phone call, yeah. and it's just like, hey, you, you busy? Yeah, you, you know. 
The chief wants to see you. Mm-hmm. You look like you might be busy right now. Yeah. Are we, you home? Well, he's basically like, you know, well, the chief. <laughs> yeah, this the is the office part where we realized that Vic is like truly yeah. awesome. Yeah, but the office was bugged and mm-hmm. the chief heard all this. And he's like, something about a kidnapping and bumpy. What the hell's going on there? And he's like, dude, just I just need let me let me just finish this up. OK. And he's like, look, I just came by to see if you're home. Are you home? Mm hmm. No, you're not home. All right, I yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess you'll be back later. Yeah. I, I guess to take I guess you call, in if you were here. I so. guess call me when you get home. Yeah, just let yeah. me know. <laughs> and then as he's on the way out, he he says the well, he lady, leaves the door open and yeah. he's like, "Close it yourself, shitty." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And right there, you're just like, "Man, these guys are awesome yeah. friends. <laughs> they're the best." <laughs> oh man, they're yeah, yeah. They, they, this is when he rounds up Ben and all them, and he's mm-hmm. like, or well, the two hard dudes. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, he's he's told Ben, listen, I'm going to meet up with this guy. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, he's going to take me to the girl. I need you to tail him. Yeah. So he goes to this this cafe, mm-hmm. and you know, sits down, and the waitress is like, "What do you want?" And he's like, "I want an espresso." She's like, "You don't want a sandwich with that or anything?" And he's like, "Just a goddamn espresso." This lady will not look at Shaft. <laughs> she comes over yeah, and is saucy and sassy to him. And well, she realized if she looks him in the eyes, she'd have to sleep with him yeah. because he's Shaft. But I think I think she'd have to sleep with him again. I was going to yeah. say I think we pegged it that they have had previous relations, and it also ended the same way because he's kind of indifferent to her as well. They they are both just like not making eye contact with each other and just it's like okay well I guess this is how we mm-hmm. <laughs> this is how we continue to do business yeah <laughs> but yeah eventually mob guy comes in mm-hmm. and he's like come on let's go and this is the first like openly racist dude that's oh, been yeah. in the movie mostly like like to this point really yeah but you're like well of course he's a shitty mob guy yeah but this is like what you expect in a black exploitation movie is this guy yeah. Yes, because you know he walks up to Shaft and he's like, "I'm looking for an N word." Yeah, you know, all name, that sort name of John stuff. Shaft. Yeah, he's like, "All he's right, like, yeah, that's me, you dumb wop." Now sit down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna finish my espresso. <laughs> but, but yes, so sh- shitty racist mob dude comes in, and and the, the nice thing about this is if you're going to interject this into the movie, Shaft gives it back just as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he offers to order him an espresso, and maybe they can put some garlic in it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like he fires back just as as much as you possibly can. And this guy kind of seems disarmed by Shaft at that point. He sure. kind of seems like, all right, you're yeah, I'll sit with you and you could finish your espresso. That's fine. But then we got to go. Come on. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. So he leads him. They go to his, back to the girl. It's an apartment somewhere where yeah. two guys with Tommy guns are holding. <laughs> Holding the girl hostage. And this is the first time we've seen the girl as well. But Shaft, like, when the dude's starting to open the door, he immediately puts a gun on him and is like, look, don't, don't, they're not going to jump me. How many dudes are in there? All right, don't, Mm -hmm. don't make me murder you. (laughs) Open this door like there's a gun to your head. Yeah. Yeah. So they go in and, you know, the... To to their credit, the guys were ready. They were sitting there playing gin rummy and, like, girl is, the, the daughter is, like, sitting off to the side. And like they come busting through the door, and then it's immediately like ready position. Like yes. they stand up, both have Tommy guns. One of them pointed at the girl. One of them pointed at Shaft mm-hmm. and the other guy. And the guys in the room, or you know, they're not saying anything. But the the guy who Shaft has is just basically like, "She's our ace. We're not giving her up." Because Shaft's like, "She's coming with me." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "No, that's we're not doing that." I don't know what you're thinking, but no, that's not happening. Yeah. And then it basically, eventually comes to the conclusion: it's like you're just going to shoot right through your guy to get to me, aren't you? And they're yeah. like. Yeah, pretty yeah, we kind of are, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they do. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because he's like, 
all right, well, you're not going to let me walk out of here alive, right? Unless mm-hmm. I take this guy. And they were like, no, we need you to go talk to Bumpy. But he doesn't really seem to want to hear that. Because yeah. he starts backing out like he's going to take the guy that he has hostage. And that's when they're just like, nah. Yeah. And start shooting up. Yeah. So Shaft takes out um, one of those guys. Uh, they take out their guy, mm-hmm. hit Shaft in the shoulder. The other guy comes over and just beats the fuck out of him for a while. And just like, tell Bumpy. You know, yeah. He's like, the only this- thing keeping you alive is you need to tell Bumpy. Stay in line. Right. Um, to which he, he has Ben eventually come in because the, the the helper guys were just covering the doors, not doing mm-hmm. shit. Um, he gets Ben to come in. He's like, man, get me the hell out of here. <laughs> so they take Shaft back to his apartment. Um, he has his girlfriend call, who I think is a boxing trainer. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I... I would guess that be based on the. I think he had Q-tips behind the ears. Yes, that's like the only clue, really. And he just that he, he looks just, like every boxing trainer ever. Yes, because mm-hmm. like even he says like call Sam, and she's like, shouldn't I call a real doctor? And she's he's like, no, call Sam. So this guy shows up and is just like, ah, come on, champ. You're. <laughs> I do wonder like here. if any of these characters come back in in any of the sequels that we like, uh-huh. you know, learn more about them. We then. will find out. Okay. Um, but yeah, he just he can't. He's like, oh, you sprained your wrist. You got a bullet in your shoulder. I patched you up. And you got the gout. Yeah. And Chef's like, sweet, thanks. <laughs> Guess I need to make a phone call and set the events of the final part of the movie in, yeah. in motion here. Um, Yeah, so it's basically, okay, get your army of dudes together. Let's go finish this shit, mm-hmm. which is basically we're going to go get that girl. Yeah. Yeah, um, so it becomes Mission Impossible yeah. ending because... They've got the girl in, I guess it's like, it's either an apartment or a hotel room. It's a hotel. It's a hotel. hotel. It's a hotel. Yeah. yeah. Because they come in through the kitchen. That's right. Um, immediately. Which, which they seem to have an inside man there. They like, do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the potato guy. They, they That guy's totally cool with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he's smoking a cigarette over the <laughs> bowl of potatoes that yeah. he's peeling. Which yeah. Is, eh. And they just shuffle the chefs out of there. Just like, get out. And then they're like, where are the chef uniforms and they they all get dressed like, up oh and, they're right here please yeah. take them i have to go anywhere and then methodically they just go throughout all the places in this hotel and either knock dudes out or tie them up and steal their uniform and take over their role mostly for no reason whatsoever <laughs> yeah probably they, they take over the, like there's an elevator operator they yeah they take him out tie him up in the basement and a guy steals his uniform Never yeah, for uh, any reason like, whatsoever. Honestly, I, like that guy was not remotely connected to the mob. They could have given that guy 10, 20 bucks yeah. and he would have never said a word to anybody. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you, they want me, knew. you want me to take an hour break? Yeah, okay, cool. Maybe their inside guy said like, okay, this guy's Maybe. a piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> You're cool. You're cool. You're cool. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. But man, Elevator guy. They go over to the night clerk at the, at the check-in desk who's legit <laughs> asleep on the desk and they still conk him over the head. Yeah. It's like they wake him up momentarily to knock mm-hmm. him out. It's just like, yeah, hey, buddy, be sure. bank. <laughs> yeah. And this is the movie world where it's like the boonk, yeah, you know, like completely. <laughs> oh man, the one Shaft gives that guy is like the lamest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the, the lamest back of the head chop. <laughs> but it's like hitting an empty bucket from the top. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's not even like a donkey punch. It's yeah. like a donkey tap. <laughs> exactly. Gross. Um, <laughs> so I was, like, I was like, my head was processing that. I was like, you really just said, yeah, right, yeah, 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 all right. Uh, so this begins this sequence of they are on the roof. Mm-hmm. Shaft and another guy are on the roof. Yeah, coming in through a skylight that leads into an attic area. Right. Mm-hmm. The rest of them are coming up 
they're just they're in the hallway of where this is happening, where the where the girl is being held. They think they've got the room and all that, so they're they're arming themselves and taking over this hallway, mm. basically just slinking down the hallway. Um, Shaft is tying himself to this. I don't know, furnace pipe or something, this yeah. rickety, like not secure thing at all, which he even like does the like, Oh, is this going to hold me? And it's like, no, 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 it is no, not. Probably not. <laughs> you should not do that. Shaft. You're going to die, John Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> but he still latches onto it and repels out through the window, which I, I got to admit, like I was kind of wondering in, in the age of this movie, I was like, how are they going to really coordinate this? Cause it seems like they're trying to like bust through a door and like bust through a window simultaneous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they had called, uh, bumpy and said we need three cabs to pick up you know go pick up this army that we're amassing mm-hmm. and then i guess you know we kind of see a shot where these cabs are kind of like lining up across the street yeah well one of them is basically playing lookout and yes. when they see shaft get in position to that he's about to rappel down it does like a special horn honk and the well, other shaft guys shines a flashlight he's got a flashlight oh, is that what it was? okay yeah. so like it's like the special horn honk and the guys in the, in, the, in the hallway are like all right it's about to happen they yep. probably had a countdown from that point which they synchronized watches because shaft explodes through the window yeah i mean i think I think the the cue was the next bit was did you talk about that he was like making this explosive thing because no we didn't so like he, he was kind of making this sort of quasi pipe bomb thing mm-hmm. with newspaper but the, I thought like but, Mackie but, did I thought he was making a silencer yeah oh, like, that's okay. what it seemed like silencer. at first but it's more just like a Molotov but not yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's not a yeah. pipe bomb in that it's like filled with explosive stuff it's more like well, let's let this newspaper burn but then they douse it in some sort of right. alcohol gasoline I well think they they, they have two bottles. And the the one guy hands Chef the first bottle, and it's gin. He's like, it's not going to work. It's gin, you idiot. Yeah. And he takes a drink of it. Some. Yeah. And then he hands him the other bottle. He's like, oh, gasoline. All right. So the, he douses that and that. Meanwhile, the guy has taken the gin bottle back and starts drinking it, and Chef smacks it out of his hands. <laughs> like, we don't have time for this. <laughs> but yeah, so as he's... Well, like, he kind of does one toss of this Molotov thing through the window to which everyone's like, oh, shit. And then he immediately comes crashing through following it. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He comes through the window, guns blazing. Yeah. And- and, and which I don't even, I mean, the fire, I guess, was just to throw them off to like, oh, what was that? And distraction. Then, distraction. Yeah. Because yeah, he comes through and it's just like, blam, blam. Okay, yeah. you're done. And like, as like people come out of other rooms, the guy who has armed himself with a fire hose is blasting all of them. Mm-hmm. Like some dudes are getting shot. Others are just getting blasted with the fire hose. I don't know if everyone on this floor was part of the mob, but everyone gets some sort of punishment mm-hmm. for trying to see what the commotion is in the hallway yeah. well a bunch of people come out with guns yes so they get they wet. get hosed yeah. <laughs> um hosed but yeah like you know they get the girl and like one of their dudes goes down and they 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 grab that guy and yeah they firemen carry that dead guy out of there yeah and they and they use the the cabs that they've got mm-hmm. load them all up yeah, they, they all hop in cabs and take off, and Shaft just kind of leisurely walks to a payphone. He saunters well, out like, I'm the baddest man. Yeah, because, I mean, this whole sequence lasts, like, less than two minutes. The actual, like, it's actually It's like a happens. SEAL Team 6 type shit. I yeah. mean, they, they're in and out, done. Yes, it's efficient. Maximum casualties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, not on their side. Like, well, one, yeah, no, one of yeah, their dudes One of their guys, hit. yeah. I don't know if he was dead, uh, but Yeah, we don't know if he got killed, but, I mean, they took out all of these dudes. But, yeah, I mean, this guy, the, the guy got shot, and immediately someone was like, like yeah. Soldier yeah. Oh yeah, they had yeah. him. I mean, over the shoulders. Like, Come on, buddy. Let's do this. No man left but behind. Yeah. Yeah. But Shaft walks over to the payphone mm-hmm. and basically places a call to Vic. Yep. He's like, "Hey, you know that case that you had open? Mm-hmm. 
You're gonna have to close it's, it yourself. Yeah. He says Shitty. it's blown wide open, and Vic says, "Well, why don't you close it?" <laughs> and Shaft says, "You're gonna have to close it yourself." Shitty. Shitty. And then just laughs to himself like a crazy person. Just ha ha ha. Well, drops the payphone so that he can walk away, continuing yeah. to laugh. I believe. Yes. And then, bam, credits. <laughs> yeah. Like no final confrontation with Bumpy. No, nothing. It's just like he got his daughter. He got his money. SEAL Team Shaft went in and, yeah. and got those fuckers out, and then that's it. Mission accomplished. Uh-huh. Hang a banner. Yep. <laughs> Shaft did it. Yeah. And that's the end of Shaft. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Obviously, Stargrove, as yeah, we yeah. said. Yes. 100%. Yep. Had we watched this before Never Too Young to Die, it would be called the Shaft Award. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yes. Yeah. yeah. Totally would. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just regular rating time. No instant uh, awards. I, no, no. no. Uh, I can go. Okay. okay. Um, it's tough being the first movie to do something, which it feels kind of like Shaft is like the prototype for black exploitation movies, mm-hmm. and then because you're coming to it after that zeitgeist has hit, and you've seen a bunch of other stuff, it doesn't hit as hard as it probably did originally, and I feel weird only going three jocks on this. But I think that's about as high as I can go on it, strangely enough, because there's a lot of periods where just not much is happening. And the movie is really being carried by the fact that it's Richard Roundtree. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and there's some well-written lines in there. And the fact that Vic is just like this awesome, I don't want to say sidekick, but like awesome side supporting character. Mm-hmm. And it's all good the the action in the final sequence is way better than it is in that first fight when the guy gets tossed out the window yes but you know and the soundtrack it was interesting to me is there's a couple songs over montages you know once you're in the movie but it's not as like funky prevalent as you're kind of expecting it to be mm-hmm. as it goes on you know and like you said they don't they never reprise the shaft theme I don't yeah. even know if they do it over the credits, do they? they? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, they do it at the very it, end? It okay. starts playing as he's walking out to the phone booth. Okay. That's how you know, like, okay, the movie must be wrapping yeah. up. Yeah, but it's like never, like, there's never this awesome moment where it's something like, oh, my God. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I I feel really weird only giving this three, but I just like so many other things that we've watched, you know, like Truck Turner and Trouble Man and Slaughter, where I'm just like, man, that was fucking awesome Mm -hmm. and this is not that type of movie i think i was expecting something different than what this is where this is just a detective noir type movie that has a little bit of violence at the end of it kind of yes so three yep it is a really good movie though it is good as movies go it's it's such a weird position to be put in to try to rate this like i know we're not supposed to we're not supposed to compare to other things technically even though i secretly do all the time um (laughs) And it's it's Black Exploitation History Month, and it's Black Exploitation Film. So things are there's unfortunately some sort of expectation out of this, um, and especially being long touted as like the you know mm-hmm. basically genesis of this sort of genre. It's just so it's so weird, and I feel like not giving it five fucking jocks because it's motherfucking Shaft <laughs> is almost like it almost feels like it's an insult but it's it's not i'm i'm gonna give it four jocks because it's great Mm -hmm. and there are some really great things and um richard roundtree uh, and vic 
whatever his actor's name is, their chemistry in this movie is is great. Every step of the way, even you know, even when they're kind of cool to each other, they're still like playing off of each other very well, mm-hmm. and just Shaft always being the baddest motherfucker in the room, mm-hmm. even if somebody's got the drop on him, he's always the baddest. And it's not because, you know, it's not because he's necessarily the best at punching dudes or whatever. He's just the baddest motherfucker in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if you add everything up about everybody, he's the baddest. And he portrays that very well and in a very easy way, uh, which is a lot of fun to watch. Um, it does have, you know, it does have some areas that drag a little bit, but they feel like they're purposeful in this. Like, I feel like they're... Like the espresso scene. Like, yeah, that girl was a, a bad actress. But <laughs> I felt like they held on to those scenes for a purpose. Yeah. For some reason, I, I felt that way. Whether or not they did, I don't know. But that's just the way it seemed like it was going. So, four jocks. Sorry, we're distracted by a, a bug in the studio. <laughs> happens. A, an actual physical bug, not a like, software <laughs> a technical bug. technical problem. Yeah. Um. Mackie, I agree with you on this. I don't disagree with you, BJ. I'm just, um, I'm going to give it three jocks also. And I, f- I kind of feel bad about that because of what this movie is and what it represents. But I think, I, I, I think on our rating scale of what we look for in a movie, it doesn't have a lot of that. Um, Correct. I give it credit for what it did, what it started, mm-hmm. what it is, um, I give it a hell of a lot of credit for not being what you think it's going to be in terms of how the characters interact with each other. Like we were yeah. talking about before. Um, I give it credit for just atmosphere and attitude that it has the, the, the two things that we like. I mean, mm-hmm. they never go to like really shitty New York, but it's still that kind of Times square. Everything's awful. And every storefront is just stolen goods, bullshit. And I mean, it's just, yeah. And they have like, ads for legit movies and then like you can tell like they get further down the street and the and it's like oh that's porn all right (laughs) exactly um so it's got it's got it's got just a bunch of that stuff in it it just the story is so it it's kind of like that's it that's what shaft is about like you just you build this up in your head like oh man fucking shaft and then like you watch it it's just like it's this kidnapping case and the movie's kind of really even not about that either Mm -hmm. it's like eh okay but you know, I mean, like we were saying, it's a it's a, it's a good movie. All the components are in place. It's just not the things that came later. And unfortunately, we've watched all the things that came later first. Yeah. And so this is, you know, not as good as that. But we're just looking for different things at this point. It's still a good movie. I totally recommend it to anyone, especially if you like this era and genre. You should fucking see Shaft, obviously. But yeah, it's just it's just missing the things that we came to first mm-hmm. before after yeah <laughs> right. it's one of those weird cases where like i'm only giving it three jocks but i'll probably be giving it like four maybe yeah. four and a half stars on letterbox it's yeah. a better movie than our rating scale yeah. allows I, that's if you're done i was gonna, yeah go ahead. i was actually about to say i think i'm going to give this movie three jocks and that's based on like my Banffcast rating scale yeah i think if i were rating this strictly as a film like if you were to translate bags to jocks and we had some sort of 10 point system mm-hmm. that would mean it's like a seven you yeah. know, uh, but right. I would actually probably say this is like a, like an eight and a half out of ten movie. Like I, I think this is a really really well made movie, and I, like I said, I stressed that in the beginning. Like 
Mm-hmm. I was I was shocked how good the filmmaking was, and then when I read, I was like, "Oh, well, no wonder." You know, I didn't know the backstory that you know you had a famous photographer direct this movie, and it's yeah. like that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's just for for what we do and for for Banffcast purposes, and because, like you said, we've seen what what came later. It's hard to go back. Like I almost wish we had started with this because we'd be like, "Holy shit, chef, yes!" And then yeah. like we would like our minds would have been continuing Progr- yeah, progressively blown like <laughs> right. oh let's watch trouble man oh my god let's watch slaughter <laughs> holy shit what is this yeah but yeah. like now we're just like ah eh, chef's all right i guess yeah. it's pretty good it's a good movie but like no like for bamfcast purposes i'd say it's a three jocks movie i i would rate it higher on a, a standard film ranking scale mm-hmm. um not only for um genre and cultural significance but like just like i said just overall quality of filmmaking i mean yeah like i said i i to me, like I yes, I I get that like black exploitation eventually kind of took on a life of its own, and it kind of became like, well, let's let's make it hyper focused on like fuck whitey and the, and the shitty whitey people, well, you know, and you know, that, also, that kind of thing. Like I get, and it also I get that. got more cartoonish, even in like costumes. Like I mean, you think about the pimp funeral sure. in Trump Turner, yeah, and like the coolest outfit in this is Shaq's or Shaq Shaq's, oh, Shaq's, no. Shaq's Shaq doesn't wear black cool. leather jacket, yes. Is like you know, and he's got like the the brown one too. Mm-hmm. But it's like a big trench coat leather jacket is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Whereas you think about yeah. you know fucking Truck Turner and you guys got guys in velour suits mm-hmm. with canes and yeah, awesome but, hats and eye well, pa- eye patches with to, rhinestones yeah. on them and shit. I think they're trying to capture a lot more of culture in those movies as opposed yeah. to Shaft is trying to tell a story, a detective story, mm-hmm. yep. just right. straight up detective story. That just happens to be set in, you know, the the Black def- America of yeah. New York of the 1970s, right? Yeah. And and I think, I mean, to be honest, I I think it's a little bit subversive just to basically take, I mean, take it take a genre like film noir and say, you know what, our our, our central character is black now in 1971. Fucking deal with it. It's a yep. real movie. Mm-hmm. It's just here's your expectations, and they're about mm-hmm. to be blown. And then, <laughs> you know, like I said, like you know. Obviously, black audiences went to see it, but I, I, I think the, based on the success of this movie, a lot of white audience, white audience did too. And like, yeah, something were like, oh shit, like maybe I've been wrong. Like, oh hey, people will see movies with black people yeah. in them. Oh shit, how like, did we not know yeah. this? Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah, know, cracker ass. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, I, I, I think, I think in like a, a in a, in a movement like that, it's actually kind of important just to like not do something that's cartoonish and, and caricature and just say like, look, they they have the same shit problems that we have mm-hmm. here's a guy just trying to make it and you know maybe he's got a pass or whatever but yeah yeah he's no different than sam you know sam spade the maltese falcon or anything else it's just he's fucking badass detective yeah um like two quick things one i i think it's interesting if you kind of book this movie or book in this movie with um with uh bucktown mm-hmm. how that movie started out like the black exploitation movie we all have come to enjoy and then it immediately turns into kind of this which is just sort of a crime not racist, not whitey thing. It's just like these guys come and take over the town and they're like, hey, man, this is not what we signed up for. And it, it's a weird like era that you can book in the, the, the movies in to where like this gave rise to all the all the stuff in the middle. And then Bucktown comes along and it's kind of like, OK, let's go back to where this started and just make it a crime movie. Um, the other thing and I this is brought to my attention just looking at the poster that we're using on the live stream is that. I kept waiting for that to happen in the movie and it kind of does, but not really. It happens when he explodes through the window, Mm -hmm. but in the movie it's a master shot and it's from a different direction. Yeah. 
it's not this at all. And this is kind of the selling point on every poster you see. And this is bare. It's barely in the movie. It doesn't look anything like that. And that's strange. Well, I understand. This is a lot of exploitation posters. Yeah. But I mean, this is a photograph your, from the yeah. movie. That's just kind of been touched up and made to look awesome. But in the movie itself, it's not that shot. It's a different angle and yeah. it's reversed and it doesn't look anything like that. And I just, I just find that weird, but, but yeah, yeah, posters are lies. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we just find, try to find the coolest lies to put up on the, mm-hmm. a lie you paint oh, to sell a movie. It's, a, it's, it's our live stream. Anyway, let's take a break, shall we? Let's. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, we're lit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We just came back. Yeah, yeah. Another way yeah. to say that is we might have arrived. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah, go on. I watched Arrival. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, I I very much wanted to see this in the theaters, but uh, you know, we we've talked in the past like holiday releases for movies. Like I I can get one, maybe two, and then it's like, well, fuck it, I didn't make that one, so just wait. Because, you know, you release too many good movies around the holidays. To just, I just don't have time to see them all. I agree. And mm-hmm. I very much wanted to see Arrival. Didn't get a chance to. So now that it um, it, it got released um, digitally first, you know, the way they do now, um, I just wanted to see this so bad. I was like, I'm not waiting. I, I want to see this movie, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like it. I don't know that I loved it. Like, maybe I was setting myself up too much for, like, expectation. Because um, it's, it's, it's a really good movie. And I think it's probably good that I do have it because I think it's a movie that might bear rewatching. Um, because it's a it's it's a little more heady than I was expecting it to be, and not just in terms of like it's a movie about attempting to understand how to communicate with aliens, you know, like first contact thing, like how do we even bridge a gap between our languages? Mm-hmm. Um, there's that, but then it kind of goes into a whole other realm of like things that are not easily comprehensible by humans kind of kind of deal hmm. um just co- like high concept theories of of time and space and mm-hmm. all this stuff that you know perceptions that humans don't generally think on um like all the performances are really good it's shot amazingly the um the the soundtrack is sparse but like very prevalent when it wants to be um, it, that's kind of a hard, weird. Like it just kind of disappears, and all of a sudden it's like, Bwam! you know, kind of like, <laughs> like kind of out of nowhere kind of soundtrack. But like it's really effective when it does it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I, I actually really kind of liked that about it. Uh, trying to think what else to say without being spoilery. Um, does something arrive? Yes. <gasps> Ooh. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm generally a fan of the uh kind of the jaws philosophy of don't show thing too quickly and this movie does it in interesting ways where it's kind of like this big massive world thing is happening but you're following this character that is just kind of 
seemingly kind of like over the world and like just locked into a routine as to make it through day by day. And so like all of this stuff is happening and she's just kind of like, like there's people crowded around the television and, and Amy Adams is just like, I don't care. I'm just, she's a professor and she's like, I'm just going to class. I don't, whatever you're watching it, I don't care. And then eventually it's like, no one's in her class. And she's like, what's up? And it's like, there are these giant pods that have landed and <laughs> everyone is talking about it. And why don't you know about this kind of thing? Um, and so like they, they do this kind of like dragging it out before like you really get to see a full shot of not just the spaceship, but obviously the occupants inside. Like it takes, it takes its time getting to showing the full size and scale of, of these things and where they are. And then even longer to actually see what's inside of it. Um, but like, I, it's strange because I, I generally very much dig movies like this. I know I, I might be in a very small minority of people saying this, but like, I love the movie contact and I love it because of the reasons like I, I like the discovery aspect of science fiction mm-hmm. um, more so than like, okay, now that we've, you know, now that we know about this, what's got to happen? Like what's, you know, what's the catch? When does shit start blowing up or when do things go wrong? Like I like the getting to the thing and contact is like literally the whole movie is that, you know, it's like, we're just trying to get to thing. And, right. you know, there are other things, story beats that happen, but it, it is an entire movie about discovery and getting to. And and I dig that movie so much because of that. Like, it's kind of like why I like origin stories in superhero movies. It's like, yeah, superheroes punching each other is fun, but like, tell me more about why. Like, how you know, show me why they become this, this character that we already know. You know, like, I am super fascinated by the journey to that. And I think I like science fiction for the same reasons in that in that regard. So, again, it, I'm not trying to say it's very similar to Contact. It just has similar kind of elements of, like, don't expect, like, a ton of crazy stuff to happen. It's mostly about figuring commun- out communication. And, and like I said, it gets a little weird and heady towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I really liked it. I believe it's the same director as uh, Sicario. And, uh, prison, yes. and prisoners. Yes. Um, and I didn't realize it, but also the upcoming, upcoming director, Blade, Blade Runner, which I was like, okay, yes. Now I'm suddenly not that I wouldn't see Blade Runner. I'm just out of sheer principle, but now I'm more interested. I'm I, I'm more interested because I feel like they handed it to a competent director instead of like, oh, really, Scott bailed. Well, I don't know. Get a video director, a music <laughs> video director. You know, like yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like like it felt like they actually were like, yeah, we should probably get somebody good since you know, really, Scott bailed. Like, let's get somebody good. And I feel like they probably picked a pretty good person. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I highly, pretty highly recommend it. Like I said, I didn't like love, love it. And it sounds weird because I, I feel like I might have heaped a little bit more praise on, on um, Traveler or Passengers. Um, but mm-hmm. like, I think Rival's a better movie. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, I think maybe I let the expectations build up too much in my head. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, that's all. That's okay. all I got to say. Cool. Um, yeah, it's been a pretty shitty week in the world, at least as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. Uh-huh. You're right. I needed something good, so I decided to watch my favorite movie of all time, Out of Sight, again. <laughs> that Smart. I Smart honestly, choice. I recommend that for anybody. Like your favorite <laughs> album, your favorite movie, whatever. Just like take some time and watch or listen to that uh-huh. for a little while. Because yeah. it really does help. Comfort it, food. It, it does. It genuinely helps. I um, not. I'm not trying to take away from your, your story, but I when I uh, things were really starting to happen. Like after the inauguration, it was like pretty obvious that 
things were going to start turning shitty pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like a lot of people started having doubts in my own country, my own beliefs or whatever. And I was like, no, I actually, no, that's, that's, that's the definition of gaslighting. I'm doubting myself mm-hmm. now. I'm doubting my own sanity. And for that very reason, I popped on Captain America one because mm-hmm. I was like, fuck yes, this, this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I was like, this. This is what America should be. Yes. Everything about this. I was like, this is what I need right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I did the same thing. I didn't yeah. even talk about it last week, but, but very similar reasoning. I was just like, no, no, stop doubting. This is yeah, right here. And, you know, it, it feels like there's a lot of like, you should feel like there's important stuff going on. You need to be feel guilty for burying your head in the sand for even a little bit. But I think we all need that. You know, right now, I think at least for the length of a movie, yeah, for a little bit of time, it's it helps a lot. If you're not, you have to take care of yourself because yeah. no one is going to do it for you. Yeah. Um, and also, if you are not in the right space to fight it or deal with it right now, mm-hmm. then you won't be later unless you take some time for yourself and get yourself in the right headspace. Mm-hmm. And if it means you need to take a break for a movie, mm-hmm. sit down and put your headphones on, listen to your favorite album, or you know, drive your favorite road or, yeah, you know, kick back and play your favorite video game. If you need that time and space to get you back on track, then Take absolutely do that. If you can, if like they're still around, go see your parents, get your favorite meal cooked, mm-hmm. whatever comfort thing comforts you, find it. Yeah. yeah. Because like out of sight, I've, I've seen it. You know, I, I exaggerate a lot of time, but I would guess that I've probably seen it somewhere between 75 and a hundred times, hmm. which is a lot obviously. And, and you know, stuff like empire strikes back is an alien are the only things that are up there like that. But I keep finding new stuff every time I freaking watch it. And it's crazy. And I know, you know, and I looked up, I, I noticed the editing this time watching it, like how good the editing in that movie is. Mm-hmm. And I realized it's Anne V Coates who also edited um, Lawrence of Arabia. And it was funny that I had shared a link to the editing of Lawrence of Arabia. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was last Friday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, where David Lean movies in particular, I think just yeah. in general. Right? And, and I think that's the thing like that in that essay, um, they mention how, you know, David Lean shoots the movie like an editor. Mm-hmm. He knows like, all right, here's where the cut's going to go. Here's how we're going to do this. And I think it's very much that Steven Soderbergh does the same thing is he shoots the movies knowing, all right, it's going to, you know, we're going to match cut this. We're going to, you know, we're going to mirror shot this. You know, he does a lot of those sorts of things, but man, uh, like well, that's, it, it, you don't, you don't necessarily want to work for a micromanager, but I mean, I read something lately. That's one of the most true things I've ever said. It was said, never work for a boss who doesn't know how to do your job. And I think in the case of something that's like Steven Soderbergh, he like, has done everything yeah. involved in making a movie, probably except for maybe making the music. I don't think he's a music guy. I don't think so. But like yeah. he's, he's an editor, writer, director, you know, and it's like, yeah, you want to work for a director that could do your job, but, you know, isn't going, you know, like, oh, look out of the way, let me do that mm-hmm. kind of guy. Just, I think that speaks to that point. Yeah. And Viola Davis is in that. Oh, wow. For like two minutes. I forgot, totally <laughs> forgot that she was Isaiah Washington's wife in that movie. Huh. For like one scene, you know, Catherine Keener's in it, like the cast in there, Louis Guzman's in it. Mm-hmm. It's just there's so many people that it's like you could not assemble that cast anymore. 
you know, Don Cheadle, like all these people that are like, oh yeah, him too. Yeah. And, <laughs> and her too. You know, there's like, it's just this amazing cast that all just happened at the right time. I still can't get over that. Jennifer Lopez is so good in that movie. Yeah. She's yeah. really, really great in that movie and like nothing else. I'm, yeah. I'm struggling to think like, <laughs> yeah, because, I, I shouldn't have to think that hard, but yeah, I can't she didn't do a lot yeah. acting wise. Um, but yeah, it's it's surprising that she did that and was so good in it and didn't really follow it up with anything. Well, it's also it's a character that's written really well yeah. as far as like the way she gets to play it. You know, like she she's playing two characters almost the one she plays when she's around everyone except basically Jack Foley and her dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is. Yeah, I, I, it's one of those things like I've, I've said before, I could write a fucking book about this movie and. You know, I've mentioned that the carbon freeze scene from Empire is my favorite scene ever, but man, the whole bar scene in that movie might might go further just because of the speech that he gives to her about like, you know, every once in a while you see someone on the street and you wonder what would have happened if you'd stopped them and said something, but you didn't. And now they're gone forever and you'll never see that person again. Mm-hmm. And like, there's something about that that clicks with me like every time I hear him say it every time they talk about that, like something in that in me is like, yeah, man, <laughs> you know, like, like when something just works perfectly for you, as far as like what the characters are saying and how they're saying it and how all the shots are framed. It's just, yeah, it felt good to watch that again, especially with that amazing funky soundtrack. <laughs> I was like, Hey, you know what? This kind of fits with black exploitation history month. Cause it's basically a black exploitation soundtrack mm-hmm. just, you know, done in the late nineties. Let me ask you this about like the experience of watching that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know you said you've seen it probably like 75 to 100 times. Yes. I'm the same way with Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Do you ever go into it after a certain gap period of time and worry that this might be the time that you don't like it? No. You're just always convinced like because like I, there are movies that, that I really, really like that I haven't seen for a while. And then I'll watch it again and go, oh, man, that does not hold up at all. And I've worried with Pulp Fiction that the next time I watch it is going to be the time where I'm like, oh, this is not good anymore. It's never happened, no. but I, I I go into movies like that, like top five, top ten movies of mine where I'm like, oh, man, is this going to be the viewing where my brain has changed chemistry somehow and it, it doesn't work for me I, anymore? I, I wouldn't say like, I mean, the only I, thing I can liken that to is like, I think I, I finally took Die Hard off my yearly Christmas watching because it was just like, all right, I think. I think I've I've absorbed everything there is to absorb about mm-hmm. Die Hard. That's what I did. You know, it's kind of like I don't like it any less. It's just I got it for a while. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. maybe every five, ten years. That's when we rewatch okay. Die Hard. Yeah. And I mean, it had probably been about a year and a half since I'd watched it. Mm-hmm. It probably which is the longest gap that I've had. But mm-hmm. no, it okay. all just it immediately clicks. Around. I mean, it just I love I love movies where the, the studio logo, they don't use the theme song. Yes. For the studio. Mm-hmm. And they they fucking play the start of it's your thing over the top of that over the universal logo. Yeah. And like that, it's one of those things that it's like Pavlovian at this point. It immediately puts me in a good mood. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like I immediately, I, one of my only attempts at actually writing a screenplay, it started the first shot in my head started with the new line logo with a different, but like, I don't know why I picked that logo. (laughs) It's just that logo started with a, with a completely different song playing. Hmm. Yeah. And, I, and maybe because they were actually more, inter- you know, more open to doing that than like someone like Universal or Paramount or somebody. Yeah. But like, 
I don't know why. The first one, it was like from beginning, I was like, I saw, I envisioned that logo with a certain song playing, and it was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, the movie Go broke the Columbia logo for me. Yeah. Completely broke it. Yep. I can't see it normal anymore without that music kicking in. Like with with it merging into the opening yeah, music. Yeah, fire up the shoe saw. Yes. Yeah. It's just like I can't. Like as soon as I hear it hit those final few notes, I'm like, okay, now it has to start doing the other thing. And it never does. It, you know, it just mm-hmm. completely broke the Columbia logo. Yep. Yeah. And I half an hour into the movie they pop up a what feels like a late title card when it says two years later mm-hmm. and i just i love that mm-hmm. like because you don't know that the movie's going to be non-linear until half an hour into the movie where it's something like two years ago and it's just like uh okay <laughs> yeah 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 but yeah that's it's just phenomenally edited movie like it struck me even more watching it this time hmm. and just looking at the match cuts and what they cut away to and 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 also just in in thinking of that David Lean piece on Lawrence of Arabia about how they use sound, and there's a scene where gunshots are used and it cuts away, but keeps just that little snippet at the end mm-hmm. that overlaps the other scene. That like, man, I want to learn how to edit movies, <laughs> like the awesome way. <laughs> I was gonna say that way is no longer a way. <laughs> I know. You have access to a copy of Premiere. Time to get going. I do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, believe me, I have plenty of ideas. Tell you what to do. Start watching episodes of Supernatural and then recutting them with all your favorite characters. You'll learn how to edit real quick. Why? I see millions of people on the internet doing that, so therefore they are all expert editors. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see lots of people right. with big, giant, annoying things on YouTube that I don't want to emulate. Like, 10 things kids react to when you like <laughs> like i don't want a title card even though that's what gets you bill- you know billions of views on youtube yeah, i yeah. don't care okay you know that's fine there's some really incredible video editors out there doing stuff on youtube sure. though yes oh yeah i'm not like, putting down that i just mean like whatever the zeitgeist the, of, yeah, like this is what gets hits by doing it this sure. way yeah like use this font because it's much more appealing and people are more likely to click on it. Well, it's got to be eighty-five percent text and one, you know, one percent shocked face. Shocked face, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's just like the app store. It has to be a uh, screaming, cartoonish Viking-looking guy mm-hmm. is your, you know, your logo or whatever. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So, do we have any other? We have any correspondence? We, yeah, we, we got do some. have some correspondence. And by the way, that video is uh, just do a search for Royal Ocean Film Society on YouTube. Hmm. And that guy has tons of like for people like us who can go deep on just little minutia that are in certain films. That's when it's one of the better essay people doing that sort of thing. Yeah. So anyway, emails. You know what? Why don't you play a voicemail for us? Okay, well, I do need to ask which ones we need to play, because I don't know. We had one from last Thursday and one from Tuesday. Ooh, I forgot about last Thursday. Ooh. It's also transcript unavailable, so I have no idea who or what it is. Uh, I think I remember. Okay. Go ahead, play that one. We'll see. Maybe it gets edited out. It's up to Chuck. Here at DMF Dance, this is Honey California. The cool evening. Come back with a throwback. Just listen to Top Cop episode. And <laughs> we all explain how many difficulties one might face while in prison. I damn near died. Um, I'm glad I did not listen to this episode while driving. I probably would have died. Um, <clears throat> this is Sunny California. Wishing y'all a sunny day. <laughs> I only Thanks, got I, about I, half of that, but... He, 
Top Cop something. This provoked me to listen to the Top Cop episode. Oh, oh, oh okay, all right. Okay, okay. 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 So you know talking, what's going on. Yeah, the main bad guy's brother gets arrested, uh-huh. and he wants out of jail immediately, no matter what. And he's like, nah, we got to get bail and all that. And, and basically, we had the whiny brother complaining about all the things that are wrong with jail. Oh, okay. oh there, right, like, right, right. Yeah, like the food's bad, <laughs> and there's a guy trying to, you know... Uh huh. Trying to take advantage of you, and all yeah. you got is a bar to clink across the cups. And, <laughs> you know, clink across. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the cup to clink across the bars. I am in a cage of cups. <laughs> all they gave me was this bar to clink against them. Yeah, man. But thanks. Cup. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that thing. You know what? <laughs> Honestly, listening to that episode made me want to watch Top Cop again <laughs> because that movie. It kind of wasn't bad. It was kind of our thing. Yeah. Yeah, I got to say, because, yeah. you know, random. It's a bunch of people in Tennessee or wherever making a cop yeah, movie. <laughs> fucking Arkansas. Random cop execution is just, yeah. <laughs> okay. Got a Mexican standoff and the cop's like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to shoot you in the head. <laughs> I'm bored with this. Top cop. Huh. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we'll do an email then. All right. This one is from uh, Jay from Vegas. Who says, thank goodness for dollar theaters. Hmm. Hey, Banffcast crew, Jay from Vegas here. And I have to say, I don't know how I managed to live in California for 15 years after the closure of our dollar theater. Seven months in Vegas and my local dollar theater has become my go-to movie theater for a few reasons. First is the fact that seeing a movie when it's released involves either going to a casino and making your way through the chain smoking slot jockeys to find the theater <laughs> or paying for a premium theater. Think Alamo Drafthouse style experience, but it comes at a price. Second, it's literally down the road from my house and is next to a bar I like, mainly because they have yet to throw me out for putting $20 in the jukebox and playing as many plays of REO Speedwagon's Keep On Loving You as it would allow. (laughs) Third, $10 gets you into the weekly midnight screening of Rocky Horror Picture Show with a shadow cast. Mm. It's a great way to spend a Saturday night, and since Vegas has no last call, you can hit the bar after with your fellow Rocky patrons after the screening and see if you can get them to sing along to shitty 1980s power ballads with you. So yeah, like the, speed so yeah, the dollar theater is great, and I'm now waiting for them to get Rogue One so I can see that. Go to the midnight screening of Rocky Horror, then hit the bar and sing with my friends. Don't dream it, be it, Jay. Sent from my sight of seeing you shiver with anticipation. Nice. That sounds excellent. I wish we had a dollar theater and no last call. Unfortunately, we have neither. Right. Yes. <sighs> I, yeah. I, I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna well I'm gonna uh, admit two things. Uh, one, I immediately had to listen to the Rocky Horror Picture soundtrack after, or Rocky Horror Picture Show soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I missed the show part yep. um, after reading that email because I don't normally read them, but for some reason I was like, I'm going to read this email. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think the you know the, the, the I knew there was Rocky Horror content inside of there. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I, I've never been to a live midnight showing of like Rocky Horror. I adore that movie and have seen it far too many times, and yet. I was too young when they did do it here. They haven't done it here for years. Mm-hmm. I think only on like super, super special occasions do places have it now. And uh, just haven't done it. And uh, I I feel sad for that. Yeah. But I good, wish they'd bring it you. back here because yeah. they haven't. They really. We have a good place for it. I just think, yeah. I, I, you know, I think there's people are just too lazy. They're like, I don't want to clean up rice and shit. Yeah. They've, yeah. they've done it a <laughs> few times in the last few years, but it's usually like. Sold out immediately sure. because everybody's like, oh, my God, I want to go to Rocky mm-hmm. and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But I used to live at Dollar Theater. Like we yeah. had there were two within five minutes of my house. There was a two screen and a five screen. 
and they were the best. Like every week I would check the paper to find out what had gone to the dollar theater because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, that thing we missed. Let's go. It's a dollar. Yep. You know, it's, you know, I, I saw Masters of the Universe at a dollar theater. I saw mm-hmm. pretty much all the police academies at a dollar theater. <laughs> Just probably from I cost you like forty dollars yeah because there's a lot of them uh big trouble in little china i saw at dial theater but i went like seven times um i just my entire like mid to late 80s childhood nothing but dollar theater yep um my whole time in orlando when going to college uh not only we have a dollar theater we had a dollar theater that had a thx certified theater i don't know how they bothered to maintain that man at that price but they did i'm sure before it converted to a dollar theater and good God, it was like, whatever movies in the THX Auditorium, we are going each and every week, which mm-hmm. meant I saw Speed 2. Like, it was like, it didn't matter. It was just yeah. like, ah, fuck it, it's in a THX thing, let's go. And I, the the weaker, I think, it, I think it lasted two, maybe three weeks, but Fifth Element was there, and I saw it like four times mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. Dollar Theater of THX. The Dollar Theater, the last one that I know of that was here was... Um, you were either getting roaches or rats sitting with you. Ah, the yeah. St. John's Theater. Oh yep. Jesus! Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That place. Um, yeah, that one. Was even bad. when it was good, it was bad. Yeah. I saw Ocean's Eleven with my parents there. Oh God! Right before they tore that shit down. Oh yeah, yeah. It was so bad. So and that, that was like, like a crispers there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God for that crispers. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, man, that that kind of ruined my impression of dollar theaters for sure. a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But I would, I would gladly. Well, I wouldn't sit in the Rat and Roach theater, but I would gladly go to a dollar theater now and mm-hmm. spend forty dollars well, on. The problem is, is, I think the one you were talking about was like a shitty theater when it was a full price theater, correct? Yeah. And then they were just like, "All right, it's a dollar now," and it's like we're going to care even less. Yeah. 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 That's exactly what happened. Well, that was the thing. Like all these theaters were real theaters. And then because the bigger theaters came along, they converted to dollar theaters and they were shitty to begin with. Right. And then it just became like, who gives a fuck? It's a dollar, man. Mm-hmm. I wish. Do you remember the, um, there used to be two movie theaters in the Regency area. There was the one that is basically where the Best Buy is now. Yes. Yep. I yep. wish mm-hmm. that one was still there. Oh, the and United I wish, Artists was yeah. there. Yeah. I wish it was a fucking dollar theater at this point because that was like the coolest theater. Like mm-hmm. just, I saw the matrix there, mm-hmm. like everything about it, like walking saw Golden in Eye there. They had like the old universal monster yep. posters yeah. on the wall. Yep. And it was like, kind of like sort of black lit. It was like, mm-hmm. it was weird. I, it just, it was a very cool theater. Yeah. I saw seven right down the street at what became a gym. And I think is now like a cube storage area. Oh, wait, was it the old Pablo nine? No, that was out at the beach. Or, was, okay. Yeah. No, this is right behind that McDonald's right down Bay Meadows. Oh, God. Um, yeah. That was like a seven screen dollar theater. Wow. And there were some Sundays where we would just go and just like buy a ticket and go see a movie and then come out and be like, time for the next movie. Um, yeah. My uh, my first date ever was at a dollar theater. Mine was, too. Yeah. And we saw some movie. It was it had Nicole Kidman and like the and it was like some romantic movie, of course. And like the dude died of cancer at the end of it. Uh huh. And yeah, her uncle had died of cancer like a few months earlier, nice. and we didn't know that like that's what the movie was. Good, <laughs> because times. there were only two theaters there, and the other one was I God, I couldn't even tell you what the other one was, but it was like no, we're not seeing. It. I think it was like Disclosure or one of those, you know. And I was like, yeah, it's not about like sexual harassment, and I'm like, yeah, let's not see that one. Oh, that yeah, would probably be a yeah. Disturbing. I probably should have watched the sexual harassment one with her instead of the yeah. Well, yeah. now you can just look for written by Nicholas Sparks, and you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, my first date was at that dollar theater seeing Joe versus the volcano. Oh, good nice. one. Mm, yeah. Good call. 
Yeah. We didn't stay together long. Great club. <laughs> This was like ninth grade, so I did take a girl to see Starship Troopers at the. Um, yeah. yeah, that's either the the start of the best or the worst relationship in history. It was a great idea for me because I wanted to see Starship Troopers, and Starship Troopers was excellent. But um, I mean, that's a fantastic, fantastic litmus test. It's just like, yeah, you down? You like? <laughs> you down? Yeah, we made out a lot. It yeah. worked you a little like. well. Um, did you tell her service guarantees citizenship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know more? <laughs> uh, um, we're well, terrible people. That went dark. <laughs> that was at the old. Uh, what was it? Starts with an. He's L. afraid. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault. He's afraid. Oh, what was Jesus. what was the name of the theater over there by the Walmart on 103rd? Oh God, the uh, starts with an L. The shit box. Oh, I I used to clean that theater. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you were sorry for throwing popcorn literally everywhere yeah. all the time. You were a jizz mopper. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't a sexy theater. It was just a theater. Oh, okay. Jesus. You were like Forrest Gump too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I I used to work for the company that cleaned United Artists theaters. Mm. So. Yeah. Man. But yeah, I remember that theater. I, the I, weird thing is, like, none of those theaters existed. They're all gone. Oh, yeah. yeah. They they tore it down yeah. to move the Walmart over there, mm-hmm. and there's nothing where the old Walmart was. Exactly. It's so weird. Yeah. Like, the theater I worked at, the United Artists Theater in Orange Park, is now mm-hmm. an Applebee's. Like I said, you know, the Dollar Theater that's over here is a Cube Smart. Um, Are you talking about the one, like, where the Ted's Montana Grill or something is over Yes, Argyle? right there. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they tore that one down. Mm-hmm. Um, the other... The other one on beach, the one that we saw Moon at, is that theater gone? No, that's still there. That's the Beach Regal. Yeah, oh, that's Regal's the one they rebuilt. Wait, wait we that saw Moon there? Yeah. Yeah. Because that it was, was the, the only place, place that was showing because, it. That's right. And they rebuilt it yeah, into because, the new one. Because that's, the Pablo 9 right. out at the beach used to show indie movies and stuff, and like foreign films mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. And then that yeah, one went my, under. And I think was, my TV's bigger than the screens they used to show those on. Pablo yeah. 9, I could fucking tell you some stories about that shithole. <laughs> I can too. I that spent a lot of time a there. Yeah, but, but like I saw back, if you few. wanted to see Amelie, that was literally yeah. the only theater that you could see it in. For Guy, a while, that was all the that was where you had to see all the art house movies. Yeah, because even San Marcos Theater just shows basically yeah first run major movies. Yeah, yeah. The, the closest it ever got, I think, was like when they were showing stuff like Memento before it showed up everywhere else. But mm-hmm. you know, it was still. Not. My favorite thing that Pablo did when it was the Pablo Five, yeah, um, was the Batman '89 premiere. Someone they were like, we got the stencil, go out and paint some bat symbols. And I think they were supposed to use like temporary paint. <laughs> they did <laughs> not use temporary paint. Those symbols were still on the sidewalk <laughs> when Batman Returns came out. <laughs> nice, awesome. awesome. Like they were everywhere in front of there until at least Batman Returns, if not mm-hmm. Batman Forever. Nice. And I saw all of them. I saw all the, I saw all four up to Batman and Robin at that theater on tradition alone. Wow. Yeah. A bunch of uh, a bunch of my gay friends dragged me out to see a Tammy Faye documentary. Oh yeah, I saw Tammy Knight. Faye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're like, we're going out to see the Tammy <laughs> Faye documentary. I'm like, what? They're like, we're going to Pablo Nine to see the Tammy Faye documentary. I'm like, huh? They're like, come on, it'll be fun. Oh yeah. It was it was a it, with them it was a hoot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, that was well, that was yeah. that oh, dollar theaters. That yeah. went places. <laughs> <laughs> that meant we, nothing to anyone. We, just, we missed like, dollar. We theaters. just rose tinted our entire world. Yeah, man, used to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Last time I can 
even like I, I remember seeing Ocean's Eleven with my parents right before they tore down that one. And then there was a place uh, near my college called the Grotto mm-hmm. where it was like tables and they'd serve you beer and mm-hmm. it was all second run shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the last movie I remember seeing there was the X-Files movie mm-hmm. and I got kicked out because I got super drunk and was yelling at the screen. <laughs> this is bullshit. Well, no, I'd already seen it. <laughs> I want to believe. <laughs> yeah, I'd already seen it. But like, you know, they send the one guy into the B place and I was like, oh, you're so dead. And people are like, shut up. Black Oil's going, get you, kid. Yeah. And I was like, it's the bees. It's always the bees. Tokyo that... Drift, kid. Yeah. Tokyo Drift. Oh, you're also a time traveler in my version. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was one of the few times I've ever been like physically removed from a place. But Man, that sounds great. College was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I miss college. No accountability for anything. It was the best. It's funny, though, too. We should explain to the kids. Like dollar theaters were called that because tickets used to literally be a dollar there, but for the longest uh, they weren't for long because it became like a dollar twenty five and then two dollars and then two fifty. It just became like second run theater shorthand was to call it a dollar theater. But okay, I do remember we went to see uh, Wild Things Mm -hmm. there, and there was a group of four of us, and we were the only ones that showed up, and they're like. You need to call and get a friend or two more yeah, to come, they, or they we could, won't run the movie. Yes. <laughs> so was, we called people, we were like, come see this movie. We heard there's titties in it. <laughs> yeah. And so we got two more people to show up, and they're yeah. like, all right, we'll run the movie. That was the thing. You had to have a minimum amount of people to run yep. a movie. So stupid. Oh, man. Yep. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, We got some more stuff, but we talked enough. Okay. We can yeah. save it for next week. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's good content. Great. <laughs> hashtag content hashtag content so. if you would like to hashtag contact us uh, 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 send us emails uh, bmf at bmfcast.com go to the website bmfcast.com look at the uh, buttons on the right hand side that'll take you to all of our social things um, or give us a call on the Garfield phone 9105-JOX-BMF or 910-556-9263 and also there's our Patreon which is still ongoing uh, donate uh, a any amount of money to us above a dollar and you get uh, some of our sweet ass free content yeah. um, for free. And happy one year anniversary to our Yay! Patreon. And thank you everyone for um, for giving us your hard earned money. We really appreciate it. And um, we are putting it to good use. We are, we're yeah, doing our damnedest we're, we're to drinking. Put... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I bought that myself, but mm-hmm. it's, fact stands. We're drinking. Yeah. Think about how much booze your monthly contribution can get us. Right. And then give us more. Yeah. <laughs> double it <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway no we really we really do appreciate it um it's helping us do some some good things and mm-hmm. uh keep ourselves afloat here yeah so and new series they're doing shaw brothers movies oh yeah yeah bfcast extra has moved on no more Amityville. no uh, we have covered our first uh, uh shaw brothers movie mm-hmm. um it's out for patrons yes and yes yes and we'll be another one next week for patrons and then everybody else gets it sometime later a month-ish later Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So. Oh yes, I yes. Let's get out of here, shall we? Let's. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast out.